back to Matthew chapter 5. I tell you, these, uh, this fire in Maui, it's just, it's just horrific. I mean, we're going up with a thousand people dead. We're going up with a thousand people dead from those fires. I mean, there's what, a hundred, over a hundred right now? And there's what, 800 to a thousand people missing? Well, where are they missing to? I mean, they, they burn up. Um, it's just, it's just horrific. I can't get my mind off of it. It's just, uh, something definitely we need to be praying about and praying for those families. And, uh, it's just, uh, somebody asked me about if I knew anybody doing ministry over there. I'm trying. I don't know anybody personally. I'm trying to, to find, I'm, I'm sure other organizations will be over there we're familiar with. We might want to help through them. Good Samaritans, I'm sure, will be on the ground and some others uh, that I know do good work. Uh, maybe Convoy of Hope. Um, and so, so anyhow, we should definitely consider, you know, trying to find a good organization and, and give some to help there. Unless you want to send me to Hawaii. But I don't really want to go to Maui. <laughs> uh, but, but anyhow, you know, it's just, it's just horrific to think about. It really is. Um, I just can't imagine that. Anyhow, Matthew chapter 5 and uh, verse 8. This is where we're at in our Sermon on the Mount. Let's read that one verse. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I tell you, I really enjoyed the Sermon on the Mount so far and just meditating on just one of these Beatitudes each week for, you know, for a couple of days, uh, you know, before I get up here on Wednesday, and I just really enjoyed meditating on this, and I'm sure I get much more out of meditating on it, you know, for a couple of days, you know, than, than what I can give you here in a few minutes, but I pray, Lord, help me give you something tonight from this. Father, help us tonight as we uh, look at this verse and... And I pray, Lord, that we would be the pure in heart, that we would want that, desire that. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to see you more clearly. Bless us with that. In Jesus' name, and amen. Thomas Watson said, Morality can drown a man as fast as vice. He also said, A vessel may sink with gold, or with dung. The idea there, when you, when you read those two statements, you might think, well, what's that about? The idea there is just simply trying to be good can weigh you down. Just trying to be good, do good, can really weigh you down. That's why he said morality can drown a man as fast as vice, or a vessel may sink with gold or with dung. Being pure in heart has nothing to do with just trying to do good things. Or religious things. I think good things come from a pure heart. But we have to start within. And that's what Jesus taught, didn't he? So much in the Sermon on the Mount. He taught so much against what the Pharisees did. You know, if we want to please God, then first our hearts need to be right with Him. Those who are impure in heart, in heart they shall see God. And so that's what Jesus says. That's, that's something to take pretty serious in. You just meditate on that for the pure in heart shall see God. It's something definitely to take serious. This pure in heart that Jesus is speaking of is not, first of all, it's not talking about the doctrine of, of justification by faith where we stand completely righteous or pure before God as we're completely clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Jesus is not giving a 
a teaching here on the doctrine of justification or salvation by faith. Okay? That's not what this is about. The word for pure also, to help us understand, is not necessarily talking about being sinless. As, as that is how we might mostly think of pure sometimes. Now, though the child of God surely wants to sin less and less and, and be like Jesus, we shall never be pure in that sense. In other words, exactly, exactly like Jesus in this flesh. Okay? And so, if, if this is talking about being pure or sinless in this life, if that's what it's talking about, then there's no way we can see God in the manner in which Jesus says we can see God. You understand? He said the pure in heart shall see God. If He's talking not about a positional standpoint when we see God and we really see God with our eyes, He's not talking about that. He's talking about right now um, being sin, pure, being completely sinless, then how can we see God in the manner He's talking about it if we can't be sinless, if that's what the word pure is talking about. Though the child of God most surely wants to sin less and less and be like Jesus, will never be pure in that sense uh, in this life. Um, he says, blessed are the pure in heart. Uh, first of all, the heart speaks of what? It speaks of affections. It speaks of desires within. Secondly, the word pure here, when you look it up, here speaks of having an undivided heart, an, an undivided devotion. It speaks of single-mindedness, of being unmixed. Uh, the words to this familiar hymn kind of Uh, be thou my vision be thou my vision O Lord of my heart not be all else to me save that thou art thou my best thought by day or by night waking or sleeping thy presence my light be thou my wisdom thou my true word I ever with thee and thou with me Lord thou my great father and I thy true son Thou in me dwelling, and I with thee one. Riches I heed not, nor vain empty praise. Thou, mine inheritance, now and always, thou and thou only first in my heart. High King of heaven, my treasure thou art. I think that speaks to an un undivided heart. Thou and thou only first in my heart. A really good verse to go along with what Jesus has just said here in Matthew 5.8 would be James 4.8. James 4.8, it may be a very uh, familiar verse, but James says there, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. He's talking to us, right? That's for us. Then He says, cleanse your hands, you sinners. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be talking to me, right? Well, of course. Then he says, and purify your hearts. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. Then he says this, you what? Double-minded. So, so there, purifying our hearts there is linked to not being double-minded. So there we are called upon to 
purify our hearts from being double-minded. If we want to draw near to God, if we want to be close to God, if we want to see God. Having a pure heart will take, of course, a, a, a desire to confess, forsake sin. I think we know that. Um, as we walk through the day, I think we need to, of course, deal with sin as we are tempted and, and when we have failed. And see, that's what the Pharisees didn't worry about. They weren't concerned with the internal. They were concerned with the external. And so much of the Sermon on the Mount was against what the Pharisees were teaching and how they lived. They sought to cleanse the outside of the cup and not the inside. And so we need to continually seek to have our hearts, our desires, our motives in check, our affections upon the things of Christ, upon good things, upon that which is pure and good, of good report, upon holy things. And when sin molests and it enters in and we, we, we cave, then, then we've got to deal with that. Hebrews 10 21 and 22 teaches uh, this, and it reads this, Having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. Folks, we can do that. Let's draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. You know what undealt with sin does? It robs you of assurance. In full assurance of faith. Then it says, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Speaking, I believe, of the Word of God itself. We need to be immersed in the Word of God. Sprinkled from an evil conscience gives reference to a passage earlier, just a few verses where it talks about being cleansed by faith in the blood of Jesus. Just a few verses before that. Now that particular passage there is actually in reference to talking about how we come to the house of God. We're coming to meet the Lord. We're coming to worship Him. And so we are to come with a true heart. We are to come with a heart that is free from an evil conscience. And, and we do that by confession, coming by faith, laying hold upon the blood of Jesus Christ, confessing our sins. So when we come to God's house, we should come with prepared hearts. With hearts what? That, that long after Christ. It's single-focused with hearts that are confessing sin, turning from sin, with hearts that come in and want to give Jesus glory through praise. What, what's the Spirit do? He shall what? glorify me. With hearts that are set on things above, single-minded, with hearts that want to hear from God. Now listen, when we come like that, you've been saved any time at all, you know that when you come like that, do you think it affects how you then see God as you come in here? How you experience God in the house of God? When Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God, He's not talking here about physically seeing. Now I think that there could be something to that. Those who love purity of heart, I think God's people all love purity of heart. We don't always pursue it like we should. Because the Holy Spirit, we want to be like Jesus, okay? We're going to see God one day, in a good way. Everybody's going to see God, right? Some not good way. But God's people are all going to see God, right? Because of the purity of Christ. We get that. But that's not what he's talking about here. I'd rather see God spiritually. 
The child of God that, that is focused on Christ, walking with Jesus in the Word, confessing sin, turning from it, will no doubt have clear vision and be able to see God in a way that others cannot, who are not, that are not seeking after the pure heart. When we are seeking that this pure, undivided heart that is seeking after Jesus, we will more clearly see the works of God around us. In other words, we'll have a clear vision, a clear view of the goodness of God. We can see the love of God with clear eyes. We are able to see that the providential hand of God work here and work there. Now listen, this is sometimes why two people, maybe in the same family or be in the same house, they can be in the same church, hear the same sermons, be in the same places, and the one is enjoying the house of God, the one talks about the presence of God, the, the one can see the hand of God, would you see, well, boy, God did this and God did that, and they're talking like they can just see God everywhere and everything working here and working there, and then the other person who's just kind of disconnected and floating out there and just, they're like, I just don't see anything. God's just not doing anything. But they're kind of in the same place, maybe in the same family sometimes, and same church, but one can see the hand of God and, and, and just see God, and the other can't. So, what's going on? Why can one see those things and the other cannot? I believe it has very much to do with our personal relationship with Christ Himself. It affects everything else. In our daily walk, step outside the house of God, in our daily walk, when we are daily seeking to be pure of heart, we'll be able to see God more clearly at work all around us. Now listen, I'm not saying, and at this moment, I'm not saying that God only works around those that have a pure heart. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that we can see it more clearly the more that we seek after the kind of purity that God is talking about. We're dealing with sin. We're focused on Christ. Our eyes are open to it. God is still working in, in the same church, doing the same thing around the same two people. One sees it, the other it seems to be oblivious to, to the work of God around them. That is the blessing of the pure in heart. What's it say? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That is the blessing itself, is that we get to see God. You know, we've often looked at that word blessed and we've heard more to it as being a happy, joyful Christian, but it means more than that. The word blessed doesn't just speak of being happy or joyful, it literally speaks of spiritual prosperity, and that's how we usually use it. What do we, what do we say? We say, we are blessed. Or we are so blessed. What do we mean by that? At that moment, we're not really saying, boy, we're so happy. That's not what we're saying. We say, we're so blessed. We're saying, boy, look what God's done for me in my life. Look, look how He saved me. Look what He's done in my life. He's given me a salvation. He's given me a joy. He's given me a church to worship in. He's given me a family. He's taken care of all my needs. I am just, I, we're going to heaven. I mean, we have everything. We're just so blessed. At that moment, you may not be, woohoo, you know, but you know you're blessed. There, there is a blessing in seeking after purity of heart that enables you 
that we receive because we can see God at work in ways that other people can't see. You know, lost people, they don't know anything about what we're talking about. They don't have any clue about it. We see things they can't see. We see the kingdom of God like they can't see it. And we see the hand of God around us in our lives, in our children's lives, in our church, our family. And we can see God's hand and we can talk about God's hand. And I know that God did this and God moved here and God did this over here and this person and that and this worked out and that came together. Da, da, da. And we're like, well, we can just see the hand of God. And most people in the world would hear that and think you're crazy. A Christian that, that kind of knows those kind of things but maybe can't see it at the moment be like, man, I, I wish I could see God like that. We are greatly blessed. Being able to see God, having eyes to be able to see God's hand at work around you is the blessing. Sometimes we miss it. Why do we miss it? Why can't we see it sometimes? Because we're not focused on that relationship and walking with Christ. We are greatly blessed when we can see God's hand and Spirit at work around us. So we are blessed in the sense to be able to see we are blessed with seeing. We're blessed with eyes that can see. And when you can see God's hand work and move, guess what happens? Not only is the blessing that you can see God's hand work and move, but you, it makes you happy. It's, like, it's a joy to be able to see the hand of God at work. Now often God is very much working in our lives around us. He's very often working in the house of God and, and all around us through the day, but our eyes can't see it. Our eyes can't behold it. Why? Is God just not working? Is God just not moving? Is God distant? Is God not here? Because we're double-minded. Purify your hearts, he said. You, you double-minded. I get like that. We cannot see God because we're not, one, walking with God and we're not looking for Him. We're not drawing close to Him. We must seek to obey Paul where he states in Colossians to set your mind, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Now those who seek to have this pure heart now in this life, not only will they be able to see Jesus more clearly at work here and now, but it indicates that if we're able to see God here now work and move, it indicates that we are looking also for the coming of Jesus, just as John teaches in 1 John 3, verse 1 through 3. Hear these verse. Hear these verses. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are the children of God, and it has not yet been revealed. What we shall be, but we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him. That's what we know this. We live by this. We're looking forward to this. For we shall what? See Him as He is. Let me tell you what. He is pure. All right? We shall see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him, what happens to Him? He purifies Himself even as He is what? Pure. And we're focused on Christ, focused on walking with Christ, focused on looking for Christ, then we, our hearts, we seek that purity. If we're not, 
We're not looking for the coming of Jesus. They go hand in hand. You can't be looking for the coming of Jesus and not be seeking to have purity of heart. They go hand in hand. A desire for purity and holiness now to be like Jesus that it, in our desires, in our affections, in our love, in our works, to be like Jesus and all of that indicates that we want to be like Jesus, indicates we're ready for the coming of Jesus and looking for Jesus. Now, all of God's people, all, all of us of, God, of God's people have been born again of the Spirit. And we have that Holy Spirit within us. That Spirit desires holiness. That, that Spirit wants to live in a way to glorify Jesus. That Spirit wants us to be like Jesus. But sometimes, what happens? We still get double-minded. We still have that old flesh, right? We get unfocused. We lose sight of what is important. Our desires, our affections are mixed. We're trying to serve two masters. We're serving half-hearted, as we say. If our, heart, if our hearts are divided, then we're, we're not looking for the coming of Jesus at this time in life. Now, if we want to be blessed with eyes to see God at work around us, oftentimes we're, I think sometimes we're, oh, God, work, God, work, God, work, God, work. I think God could say a lot of times, I am. You just can't see it. Well, I wish God would do something. I wish God would do something. Maybe He is doing something. And maybe we're just so worldly minded all week long, we can't see it all around us. I wonder what our lives would be like if, we, if we, every day we lived and, and just sought to be just sold out for Jesus Christ every day. How would we see Him work? How would we see God in our life work and move here in providential dealings I think he's done it a lot of times and we haven't seen it. We need, we need to seek that purity of heart, single-minded of heart, an undivided heart. Now let me also say this, but I did not want to stress this that much, but it is true in Scripture as well. Not only will our eyes be able to see God work when we seek to be pure of heart, but God will indeed do things more in our lives when we seek this purity of heart. That's also taught in the Scriptures. I hesitate on that because I don't want to give the impression, boy, if we just have our hearts right with God, God's going to do this, God's going to do this, God's going to do this, you know, and then you lead into all the prosperity gospel stuff. And I think we overcorrect sometimes on that. But we do need to understand that God does do things for us when we're walking with Him. It does make a difference. We don't do it, though, to get the blessings of that. We should want to just walk with Jesus because we love Him. We want to walk with Him, be intimate with Him. And then the fruit of that is God's, God's going to work and move in ways that maybe we wouldn't see before. Proverbs, or Psalms 24, 3-5, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Psalm 73, 1 says, Truly God is good to Israel, to such as are pure in heart. Well, God's good to everybody. That's not what it's talking about. 
Does God do good things for his children when they're walking with him? You better believe he does. And I think we get away from that sometimes. I think sometimes because we don't want anybody who's going through a hard time in life to think, where am I, where am I not walking with God? Because you know, we don't want people to think like that because that's not true. In, in a sense, I mean, if, if things are really bad in your life, it doesn't necessarily mean, boy, your heart's not right with God. It doesn't mean that. And we've got Job. We have, we have examples of that. Paul couldn't lose that thorn in the flesh. It didn't mean his heart wasn't right with God. And so there's that side of it. But at the same time, but we, don't, we don't want to just say that. I think we still need to see what the other scriptures teach and say, you know what, when we're walking with God and we're, we're, we're right with Him, God, God does things sometimes. And because we're walking with Him. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. That's not talking necessarily just about being saved. Effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And the very next verse is, says that he was a man of like passions as we are. So, does, so that, that righteous man's talking about isn't a man who never struggles. Purity of heart doesn't mean I, I'm, I'm at a place where I'm just not struggling anymore. That's not what it's about either. It is about desire, affection. It's about goals. It's about what direction you're going. It's desires, affections of your heart. Simply put, sometimes we cannot see God working and moving because our hearts are far from Him. I want to draw near to God. I want us all to draw near to God. Let's, let's turn from our sin each day, confess our sins, worship God, walk with Jesus, pray. You know, I think we'll see God a lot more in our life. He's there, oftentimes we don't see Him. And sometimes He's waiting until we get something out of our life. And then He moves. Sometimes it's that way. Father in heaven, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to ah, long for that purity of heart. Lord, to be single-minded, to be Christ-focused, to be focused on the glory of Jesus, on the person of Christ, to want to be like Christ, to want to be looking for Christ, to be ready for Christ, to want to serve Christ, to want to speak of Christ. God, help us to have Christ-centered lives. Because He is the true essence of purity. To be pure of heart is, is Lord, to be like Jesus within. And help us, Lord, to be like Christ within. We have that Holy Spirit. We know those holy desires are there. And help us to yield to them and not to the desires of the old man. And help us to crucify the old man daily. And bring it under subjection. And bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. Help us to pursue that purity. And God, help us to have eyes to see you working. Working in our spouses. Working in our children. Working in our church. Working in our community. Help us, Father, I pray, to walk with you. In Jesus' name, and amen.